Hello, Hello. I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the, the Squad, Squad Ghouls. Ghouls. Sorry about the, the pause. <laughs> it gets better every time. It's fine. Just a couple of creepy cows that love uh, creepy things. And tea. <laughs> lots of tea. There's lots of tea this week. <laughs> Metabolism tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take a sip of peppermint mm. tea. Take sip of metabolism mm-hmm. tea. I have a joke for you. I'm ready. Where do ghosts like to travel on vacation? <gasps> I don't know. Where do they like to go? The Dead Sea. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I've been swimming in that lately. <laughs> have you ever been there? No, I have not. Uh, Jared's parents went when they went to Israel five, six, seven years ago. It was a while ago, mm-hmm. uh, but it's like they tell you not to wait out too far. Oh, that's right. And stuff, and your feet just go ass over tea kettle because it's so salty that it makes you completely buoyant. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to do that one day. Nothing can live there. Oh. That's the name. Dead Sea. The Dead Sea. Got it. I think <laughs> there's maybe like two things that live there. Well, I have a joke. Mm. Go for it. Okay. What kind of instrument do you play on Halloween? I don't know. What do you play? <laughs> a spookalele. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> Sorry. That's really cute. <laughs> I want to get a spookalele. Oh, we have a ukulele in here somewhere. Well, can we play it on Halloween? So it's sure. called a spookalele. Like, truthfully, the only thing that I play on that ukulele is lava. Oh. I'd I'd like to see this. We can do it after. Okay. Or I'll just get the guitar and capo it. Okay. A long, long time ago, <laughs> there was a volcano. Um. Well, before we get into booze news, we yes. have some ghouls news. Yes, ghouls news. Ghouls news. <laughs> it's not quite as entertaining. No. Um. So starting next week. We are going to be changing our format a little bit. We are only going to be releasing one episode a week. Yes. On Fridays. Yep. Because right now life is hard. <laughs> yes. You know, until we win the lotto and we can do this <laughs> more full time. <laughs> I mean, if you want to pay our mortgages, yeah. we'll do as many episodes a week as you want. But I don't think anybody Please wants to adopt do that. me. No, but if you do things like um buy merch mm-hmm. and um you know, buy stuff from our brand ambassador shop, Kitty FX. Yeah. Use subtle subtle plug. Use coupon code Squad Ghouls for fifteen percent off of your order. Um, then you know we can continue to do this more full time. But unfortunately, yes. right now, as things are starting to open up, which is wonderful mm-hmm. um, for for the economy and for the globe, because there's an end in sight. There's light at the end of the tunnel. That's not a freight train. Right. It's you know while this is great, it also means that because things are opening, we're both getting a lot busier at work. Yep. And we don't have as much free time. Yep. Well, I mean, we didn't have free time while we were working anyway. Yeah, but we- I mean, like. <laughs> It's getting worse. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we're, we're both working earlier hours to later hours. Like my first call started at 5 a.m. this morning. I mean, I can't say that, but I've had days. You've where, had early days, though. Yeah, I've had early days where, I mean, for me, sometimes it's like 6 a.m. And then I'm not getting off until 6. Yeah. 
exactly so, you know yeah just the, life the long days make it difficult for us to stay up on on news and yeah. watch more things and read things and research so this way we can continue to do the podcast which we love to do yes but um we don't want to sacrifice uh content quality and half-ass it we exactly. would rather do it with our whole ass and just do <laughs> one last a week yeah because i don't like I, I like to use my full ass always use your whole ass <laughs> in everything you do put that on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but hopefully soon we'll be able to kind of go back to how we started we'll figure it out yeah we'll get there yeah we'll get there it's but just we're glad that everybody's still listening and enjoying what we're yeah. bringing and we've also got a shitload of other episodes in the can this is episode 77 oh my gosh how, how did we do it <laughs> i don't know but this is why we're both so sleep deprived that that is true that is true but before this i didn't sleep anyway so this... thank god we don't have children i know but also we work to make our animals lives better <laughs> i was wearing that sweater that um oh. my dear gal pal Lindsay got me the mother of my my son oh he's really her son but if i could if i could take any child ever i would take travis because he's just the best baby he's on the so whole cute. planet he's the best uh but yeah Lindsay got me a sweater a couple years ago actually it was more than a couple that says i work hard to uh i work hard so my cat can have a better life <laughs> so true and i just wore it earlier today <laughs> well that's what we do what we do yeah so goals news we yes. are cutting back to one a week temporarily until we can get through the next couple of crazy months and then who knows if things quiet down maybe we'll release two a week maybe yeah, we'll maybe. just maybe we'll do like three a week we don't know who knows what will happen maybe we will win the lottery you know i played today so what's the what's the jackpot up i don't to? even know if i can just get a mil <laughs> like i'm good <laughs> 10 million 10 million is all i need okay well i'll go i'll get higher than and say 10 but 10, 10 million is a magic number to have stupid money to do whatever you want for the rest of your life okay i'll i'll reach higher that's it <laughs> go for 10 that's not that much go money. for 10 million <laughs> well shall we get into our booze news yeah. all right booze news booze news okay so Orwo Studios and Black Hanger Studios announced that they have acquired the remake rights to the seminal slasher film, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let's hope it's better than the first one. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, no, no, no. Do oh, wait. We no, we didn't watch this one yet. No, we watched Silent Night, Bloody Night? Yes. Okay. But there's so much confusion yes. on the name. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but still. Yes. Um, so this one, the original film's producers, Scott Schneed and Dennis Whitehead of Wonder Wheel Entertainment are actually joining Oro and bringing an exciting new version of this cult classic to modern movie audiences in 2022. That's not that far off, kids. It We're really already isn't. in March. Uh, so the project was actually bought, brought to Orwo by producer Anthony Massey of Massey Media. Mm. So they're going to produce alongside Jake Seal, Terry Bird, and Jamie R. Thompson. 
And Orwo is financing and representing the film for worldwide sales rights. So this one was declared one of the most controversial films of the 80s, which I feel like you could say that about a few different things, but whatevs. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is the story of a child who's traumatized after seeing his parents killed by men dressed as Santa Claus. And years later, he dons a Santa suit himself and gets bloody revenge on the naughty list. I like it. Yeah, I don't know why I talk like that, but here we are. Because <laughs> you said naughty list. No, but also, I got my first call again was at 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and I didn't stop till like 4.30. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, and then also, uh, last year we had received word that Yellow Veil Pictures had snagged sales rights to George Romero's quote-unquote lost horror film, The Amusement Park. So recently discovered and restored 46 years after after its completion by the George A. Romero Foundation and produced by Suzanne Romero, it was restored in 4K by Indie Collect in New York. Um, so the amusement park is an alluring snapshot of the filmmaker's early artistic capacity and style and Ooh. would actually go on to inform his ensuing filmography. Oh, I like this. Yeah. So the film was originally commissioned by the Lutheran Society to raise awareness about ageism and elder abuse. Um, But George Romero, however, uh, conceived of what was perhaps the wildest and most imaginative movie. Um, And it's this allegory about the nightmarish realities of growing older. This I have a feeling is going to scare the fuck out of me. I think I'd like to watch it. Yes, because this is the kind of stuff that's really unsettling the... um, Mm -hmm the stuff that's plausible yes like the okay so the conjuring 2 totes not plausible right so it wasn't as scary to me um and it was also based on a movie that was a hoax right this kind of shit that's based on some semblance of reality is the most eerie to me yep um so it stars martin lincoln mazel as an elderly man who finds himself disoriented and increasingly isolated as the pains tragedies and humiliations of aging in america manifested through roller coasters and chaotic crowds i bet this is fucking amazing yeah also george romero also george a. romero <laughs> so well i can't wait to see that i know i'm excited <laughs> well so we know we know that the the schrode family is going to be returning in uh david gordon green's halloween kills so and we have some new you know release dates obviously it's coming out october 15 2021 so um andy uh i think it's mata i want to say is her name last name but she is coming back as allison and in halloween kills and she was speaking with the boo crew uh um podcast and she kind of teased a little bit of the the upcoming uh sequel to halloween and she said it is a movie that i think fans will be very happy with it's big and it's bad and it's mean and of course you know there's michael (laughs) and she says uh i think Lori, allison and karen pissed him off a little bit by locking him in the basement um you think (laughs) yeah right and he says you know because basically his retaliation is next level ayo i mean i feel like they always say that (laughs) i mean like the dude keeps coming back so clearly you guys aren't doing enough to kill him so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's totally like that that scene in Austin Powers where uh, 
that lady is trying to get him killed and then he uses her as a shield and she gets shot and use the machine gun and then <laughs> use right. the bazooka and then throws her out the window <laughs> you can't win austin powers and he says why won't you die <laughs> i know exactly it's that it's 100 it's that. exactly that <laughs> So, we did learn that uh, Paramount will be bringing A Quiet Place Part 2 to Paramount Plus 45 45 days after its release in theaters. Yay! Yay! (laughs) So, right now, it's set for release on uh, September 17th, 2021. Boo! I know. Stop pushing it back! I know. (laughs) Drive in! Yes, but now... It will be coming to theaters Memorial Day weekend, <gasps> May 28th, Yay! 2021. So, yeah, we all know that it was super delayed because of the pandemic. Um, but, you know, they're very happy to say that they were able to bump it up. And then if you don't catch it in the theaters slash drive-ins, um, drive-in theaters, then you can see it on Paramount Plus 45 days later. This news blip has been the most like <laughs> roller coaster of emotions that i've had in i the know last week. and also there is a third installment in the works shut the front door yeah <laughs> so giving just a little uh more of a hint of what part two is going to be uh, based is so following the deadly events at home the abbott family must now face the terrors of the outside world as they continue their fight for survival in silence. Forced to venture into the unknown, they quickly realize that the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats that lurk beyond the sand path. Interesting. This so, is some Walking Dead bullshit yeah, right here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so part two is rated PG-13, which I'm, I don't That's know. That's it? Yeah, and it's for terror violence and bloody slash disturbing images what's the first one rated i felt like it was r <laughs> if only there was a way we could find out and i, I yeah i'm just kind of surprised because usually stuff like this is rated r because it's so like gory yeah i feel like i feel like pg-13 is a little lax but yeah i was rated pg-13 really yeah huh all right okay well. cool here we are. 13 year old. You get to go see it. Sure. <laughs> so, yay. Groovy. I know. So, um, it with it being uh, National Women's History Month, we wanted to share different ch- uh, charities or organizations that help support women. So, yay, go All women. All the ladies. Future is female. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's important to note, too, that this includes... Um, not just, you know, cis white women. Yes. This includes women of all race, all creed. Um, this includes trans women. This includes femmes, non-binary. I mean, anybody. Yes. This is this is for you. And I think that a lot of feminism uh, struggles with being intersectional. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, especially if you look at like the suffrage movement in the United States. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um black not just black women but black people were completely left out of the conversation a hundred years ago yeah um and it wasn't until the voting rights act of 1965 that you know all people of color were allowed to vote um so it's important to remember those things because um 
for those that listen outside the U.S., you probably don't have as big of a problem with it as we do. Um, but we're, you know, still new. We still can't get it right. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, um, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> yes. There has been progress. Yes. It's just not fast enough. No. No. Um, well, the first, the organization that I picked is Girls Not Brides. Oh. Yes. Um, so, as many of us know, child marriage is a humongous problem worldwide. Um, so, the way that this is defined is formal or informal marriage or an arrangement in which one or both parties are under 18 years of age so oh my gosh yeah so globally this number is uh shocking 12 million girls become child brides each year you're kidding me 12 million seriously seriously this is still like a thing yes that's crazy yes i mean i know in other countries there's like different tradition well i can't even call it that never mind i'm not gonna try to rationalize it <laughs> 12 million that's a staggering figure yeah god that's yeah. that's shocking mm-hmm. <laughs> um so child marriage as you know often creates poor health educational deficits childbirth deaths um and that's probably the one i hear about the most mm-hmm. and many cases of domestic violence um, so it's not just defined to underdeveloped countries, even the U.S. of oh. A., where we live, many states have laws that allow it. Oh, my gosh. With parental consent. Uh, Jared's grandmother was 14 when she got married. Huh. 14. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about boys at 14. I was thinking about them. I just didn't know what to do with them. Well, I mean, like, I looked at it and I'm like, oh, okay, they're cool. You're pretty. I don't know how to talk to you. Yeah. And, like, not... Okay, well... Yeah. I guess yes. I was just a different breed, I guess. Right. Well, yeah, even in, the, even in the U.S., we still have states that have laws that allow it with parental consent. Now, I'm not being judgmental. I understand some people use it, and it's what Jared's grandma did. She used it as a way to escape an abusive family situation. Mm-hmm. And... It worked for them. She was married to the love of her life for 67 years until, or 68 years, until he died of COVID last December. Mm. So for them, it worked. And, you know, I think in some cases people use it to escape abusive situations, which totally get it. Um, But these are the more extreme cases where it's, you know, 12 year old girls um, and, and women that can't consent. And I mean, realistically, if you can't vote, if you can't smoke a cigarette if you can't be drafted into the military if you can't be tried as an adult you shouldn't be allowed to make adult decisions for yourself um there i said it so uh girls not brides actually brings together 1300 different organizations from more than 100 countries across the globe um to help fight uh this really frightening statistic so they provide different ways to donate through crowdfunding sites such as global giving and women's worldwide web Um, And then you can choose among numerous projects ranging from bikes for girls in Nepal to empowering girls through sports in Afghanistan. Um, But whatever you choose, you will uh, contribute to a practice that uh, is aimed toward ending child marriage. That's wonderful. Yeah. I can save from Starbucks and donate to that. Right. 
Well, the one I choose is, uh, I chose was, is called Step Up. And Step Up is an organization that helps girls go to school and get a higher education. So they're really out there just kind of like giving them hope that they can, you know, do great things. Mm-hmm. Um, but they work with girls who live or go to school in an under-resourced like community and make sure they fulfill their potential by offering programs and opportunities that help them go to college, get focused on a career, and basically be just to help them, you know, become successful professional women of the future. Because, I mean, if we're if we're not going to push them and educate them now, God, I'm really scared for our what our future is going to be. <laughs> well, and education looks different to different folks. So yes. this can also be, you know, trade schools or mm-hmm. things like, you know, mechanical schools or cosmetology or contract. I mean, yeah, anything, just anything to, to just offer, just making sure that they know that, you know, there's many opportunities out there for them, mm-hmm. you know, and I know a lot of, um, you know, kids who are in kind of like in those you know lower communities like they just think that there's like no hope for them sometimes totally so it's great for programs you know like this that kind of you know offer a mentorship yes and i love that this one's focused to girls not saying you know boys don't need it but (laughs) but i like that this is you know focused you know to girls and kind of help offer um after school programs um you know and coming up you know, to different high schools and, you know, just giving them different things to empower them and, you know, let them know that they can get out of this situation. Just, you know, work a little hard and go to college or other forms. It sucks, but just do it. Yeah, just do it. (laughs) (laughs) It sucks. (laughs) Complete your FAFSA paperwork. Right. Yeah, I know. It's, I did it. (laughs) <laughs> complete and your fafsa you'd have at least i don't i'm sure other countries have fafsa but yeah <laughs> well actually other countries just have socialized education so mm-hmm. you just go to either university or a trade school but oh again right. we're new we can't get it together <laughs> right exactly <laughs> but um which is mm-hmm. uh, what the other thing that's great is that they need more mentors um definitely please check them out they're looking for people who can you know help support uh to speak with teens and other women you know to kind of um participate in these uh workshops um and what uh, a great statistic that's from them so between 98 and 100 percent of all step-up seniors graduated high school and were accepted into a college each of the last five years Ooh. yeah so uh, after just one year of step up after school programs teens are more confident and place a higher value on getting a college degree and i'll tell you from i mean there is at least one call a day that i'm on there's at least one zoom call a day that i am on where i am the only woman mm-hmm. and i am often the youngest we gotta change it mm-hmm. telling you we gotta the future is female (laughs) (laughs) we gotta push it anyway check them out and if you uh, they do take donations um but they're really looking for people to do just a couple of mentorship opportunities and and they're doing it by zoom now obviously because we're in a pandemic (laughs) so if you have the time to spare and would like to you know just volunteer your time check them out 
And before we get into our topic, I actually wanted to read an email that we got from oh, a listener, yes. Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. Hi. Thanks for emailing. You're like the first person in forever that has completed our contact <laughs> form. And I'm so Yay, excited. Somebody likes us. Yay, somebody wants to talk to us. Um, okay, so... Back when we did our cemetery wandering episode part three, uh, one of the cemeteries that I selected was the Titanic Cemetery in uh, Canada. That was a good one. So I, I know it was fun. <laughs> uh, so Carolyn listened to it and she emailed us about it. So I wanted to share what she had to say. So Carolyn wrote, I just listened to your podcast on Cemetery Wandering Part 3 with the Titanic burials. Back in the late 90s, a friend and I went to the Titanic exhibit that was showing down in Chicago. Uh, that is a town here in Illinois, for those that are not familiar with the United States, um, at the Museum of Science and Industry. Our bus group was the first to go in and see the exhibit. Everyone was chatting until the first exhibit was the bell. All of a sudden, it was so quiet that a pin drop could be heard. Ooh. Unfortunately, that night, someone broke in and stole the bell. <gasps> what a piece of trash. Who Why? does that? <laughs> who does that? Well, it's just like the same people who, when <laughs> the galaxy's edge opened up and they were going in the um, in one of the rides and like taking off stuff people suck like <laughs> what's wrong with you <laughs> leave things alone mm. they're there for a reason and glued down or right. locked up <laughs> for a reason yep because <laughs> they don't want you to touch it yep <sighs> um so the exhibit itself was amazing to see there was a replica of the grand staircase and an actual piece of the hall that people could actually touch so eerie um, they also had the wall of names of those on board. I saw that at the um, the Ronald Reagan Library here in Simi Valley, California, had uh, the wall of names as well. It was so sad to look at. Like, so many people. Oh, my God. Um, in the beginning, before seeing the exhibit, everyone was given a card with the name of someone that was aboard, and you became that person. Unfortunately, both my friend and I were given names of those that perished. Um, sometime in the 2000s, the exhibit came to the Milwaukee Public Museum, and my mother and I went to see one, uh, to see that one. We were given the name cards as well, and unfortunately, we perished. Aww. Sad, both times. Uh, both experiences were amazing. They had so many items from the ship and the debris field. To actually see these things that goes to show you that you should never take both Mother Nature and the oceans for granted. Amen, yeah. Carolyn. Thank you, Carolyn, yes. for that. Thank you for sharing. We appreciated it. And I, I really hope that you're telling everybody else that too. Like we need to <laughs> not underestimate no. Mother Nature because she's telling us, hey, she I, I can do some shit. She <laughs> like, pissed. Y'all like hurricanes? <laughs> yeah, for reals. Yeah. Thank you, Carolyn. Yeah. Yay. So today's episode in continuing, so not only is it Women's History Month, it is also Irish American Heritage Month. Yay, so a fourth of me. <laughs> and half. Yeah. Um, so we thought that it would be fun to pick a movie that was made in Ireland and co-produced by an Irish production company. Oh my gosh, sorry. Please pardon me. <laughs> That we're doing great. That peppermint tea is yeah. biting back. Uh-oh. Um, so we picked The Hollow. Oh, so creepy. 
Yeah, so this came out in 2015. It was originally titled The Woods, but directed by Corin Hardy and written by Hardy as well and Philippe Murano. Um, and it stars a couple of familiar uh, faces. So Joseph Molly, is that how you say his name? He's the guy from Game of Thrones. I think it's Mo- Molly. Molly? Yeah. Okay. It's spelled M-A-W-L-E. For our listeners, please tell me how to pronounce this yeah right. please correct us yeah <laughs> we like um, a, we like a corrections corner <laughs> yep uh bohana novakovic who was from i remember i saw her in birds of prey mm. um yeah she was in birds of prey she was yes oh. um michael McElhatton and michael smiley lots of michaels oh. um yeah so it was a British and Irish co-production team that was filmed in Ireland and it premiered at the Sundance Film Festival in Jan- actually the day after my birthday in 2015. Oh, yay. Yeah, how about that? Cool. Yeah, so um, as I mentioned, the two main characters are Joseph Molly, who plays Adam Hitchens, and his wife, Claire, who is played by Bohana Novakovic, and then the super creepy neighbor Colm Donnelly um, <laughs> is played by Michael McElhatton, and Michael Smiley plays Garda Davy. Garda. Garda. I like that name. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll get a little bit into the plot. I totally wrote too many notes. All <laughs> so good. I'm going to try to get through this as fast as possible. Tony, and Tony Stark dies. Fast forward. Yeah. Seven oh, minutes. yeah. Also, I'm going to tell you the whole movie. So if you don't want to know, yeah, fast forward for sure. Five, 10 minutes, <laughs> depending on how long it takes me to get through this. <laughs> so uh, the movie opens up to Adam and Claire driving to their new residence in a small town in Ireland. And basically seems like it's surrounded by a forest and while they're driving they're listening to um a radio show or like a podcast that's talking about you know ireland being the only area in the world that doesn't have you know publicly uh, owned forests and they're also mentioning that there's a rally like kind of currently happening to save the fo- the forest from being sold um because they're just trying to make money for the country so they're trying to keep them from doing that um, so then we cut to Adam kind of exploring in the woods and taking taking samples and pictures of the trees and he's got their baby Finn on his back <laughs> and their dog Iggy is kind of running around nearby. Well, Iggy runs off far into the woods and Adam calls out to him and he hears him barking in the distance and he finds him at an old um, abandoned building in the woods. So of course, Adam goes inside with his baby on the back Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he finds this dead animal in there and he, and he's like, Oh, it's fine. I'll just get closer with my baby right near me. It's fine. It's a dead animal. He could see it. And (laughs) so he notices really weird fungus um, that's growing on it. So he, and then also this kind of like black goo, maybe it's blood. But anyway, so he takes samples of of both of them and he takes it back home with him. Um, But meanwhile, back at their home, we see Claire um, on a ladder and she's removing iron off the windows. And I guess, you know, maybe she's just trying to make the place look a little bit better. Okay. (laughs) Yes. I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> Where I come from, if there's bars on the window, mm-hmm. they're there for a reason. Exactly. And you don't take them off. When I lived in Compton, I didn't take no bars off. Nope. <laughs> when I grew up in the IE, there were bars on windows and they were there for a reason. Exactly. You did not remove them. Nope. 
and that extra like powered like metal door that you had in front of your door you don't oh yeah the security door my yep. mom had that you don't take that off either no because her house got broken into that's why she added See? it yep. there you go yep there's reasons people and then she moved <laughs> finally she moved. i know right <laughs> how many hopefully grand- into a safer area where she yes. feels comfortable <laughs> yeah she's in a much safer neighborhood but how many fucking grand torino signs do you need before you move <laughs> but also lock your doors oh god <laughs> and leave the bars on the windows yes <laughs> it made me so mad <laughs> seriously like girl what are you doing i mean she i i get it she's trying to make it look nice and homey but if you there's know. bars, you shouldn't be there. I mean, but she didn't know what was going to happen. But, st- but again. I know, but again. <laughs> I know. This homegirl's favorite type I'm is I'm sitting here flags. trying to be on Claire's side. I don't know what the hell I'm talking no. about because I would have left it. No. <laughs> but anyway. Homegirl's, homegirl's favorite type is red flags. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, and her, her husband Adam's in the woods with the baby. So oh my God. that's, you know, they're already off to a great start. Anyway. Totes. <laughs> so Claire's moving this iron off and some, um, a neighbor shows up and it's Mr. Colm Donnelly. And she kind of seems a little bothered by him, you know, just kind of popping up. But he's here to uh, look for Adam. And, you know, she just, you know, lets him know that, you know, he's out in the forest, but I'll let him know, you know, when he comes back to you know, come find you or whatever. So he was just like, yeah, no, he needs to come by tonight. I need to talk to him now. And then, you know, uh, Colm also mentions that, you know, he's trespassing and it's not safe for the baby to be in this forest either. Well, Mm-mm. I figured that like in the beginning. Yes. <laughs> so, but, you know, Claire assures him that she'll make sure that Adam stops by tomorrow morning. But of course, you know, Colm is just like, no, I need him to come tonight. He's come I tonight. need to talk girl, to him. Girl, we gotta talk. Yeah, <laughs> there's some things I got to tell you. you gotta talk, girl. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so Claire runs back into the house after having that conversation with Colm, and Adam like totally scares the crap out of her. Um, um, and she, you know, lets him know that Colm is outside, and you know he really needs to speak with him right away. But of course, Adam doesn't want to because you know he can already tell that they just don't really get along and he feels like you know he's just trying to start something with him because he's working in the forest and you know nobody really wants him there so um so instead he's just like you know he's upset you know because they're selling the forest so i'm like i just don't want to deal with it so you know adam just tells claire i got lots of work to do with my little samples and he hands the baby off to her and he goes in and starts you know taking a look at all these samples and as he takes a closer look at the little black goo sample, he sees like this, I don't know the scientific word, <laughs> but I said it was a virus or something, mm-hmm. but it, it attacks um, on the, the blood vessel mm-hmm. and then um, creates another little virus in within the blood. As viruses do. Yeah. So that, I mean, am I right on to say that? And take over a host cell okay. and multiply. Yes. That's what hosts sell. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I Thank you. you girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, help me out with the science, girl. You know, I don't know that much. I try. But I was sitting in the movie like, what is that called? I know I had a class. <laughs> I didn't pay that much attention in biology, but I tried. I it, took it for GE because I had to. Yeah. 
Yeah. So many, so many science classes. <laughs> I know. There's too many for me. Oh, but it's so fun. It is fun. I will say my astronomy class was amazing. Astronomy's all right. No, I like to <laughs> scoff. You know, I <laughs> scoff. You know, I, ironically enough, the vegan liked to dissect dead things. <laughs> yeah, see, I wasn't into it. I'm like, I'll take the extra credit thing. Oh my god, I yeah. didn't like the smell. <laughs> Says the meat eater. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I loved it, and and getting to put shit under a microscope, and then nope. oh yeah, oh chemistry was so much fun. Oh my god. Bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> i'm getting all excited thinking about it wait wait well this is yeah well this is why i ask you for all the scientific terms because i have no idea i don't remember any of it anymore i work in marketing well you do pretty good <laughs> i gotta say that you do pretty good i've been out of college for so long <laughs> <laughs> oh man well anyway so so after while he's in his office claire runs in and she lets him know that the roof is leaking again in the baby's room so he should go to the attic and take a look and see what the heck's going on so he finds um when he goes up there's a bunch of stuff that was left from whoever stayed there previously and he doesn't really notice any leaking um and he's just sitting there smoking up a cigarette (laughs) taking a break um and, and then he begins to head downstairs. But what he doesn't notice is that his flashlight is shining where you could see this like weird uh, fungus growing in the attic, but he doesn't see it. So he just goes back downstairs and he tells Claire everything is fine and the house is just old and damp. I'm like, why are we living here then? This is where... <laughs> why are we living here? <laughs> Bro, call somebody. I know. <laughs> so... Um, then he starts talking about if, you know, she has ever seen, um, a cordyceps and, you know, says it's like the Trojan horse of, um, a parasitic fungi. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking about it, how like, you know, the, that, uh, it can enter in an exoskeleton of the ant and kind of like take control of its mind and like tell it where to go. And of course she gets all creeped out about it. And she's like, why is this in the house? <laughs> that would be my question too mm-hmm. i'm like can we get it out like can you trash it mm-hmm. but whatever so goodbye yeah right so um he's still talking about the fungus and she's you know trying to cook downstairs but finn is upstairs but all of a sudden they hear him uh crying on the baby monitor and then they hear a window break in his room so there is a bird a dead bird that comes uh flying into his room and of course that scares finn and you know makes him start screaming so adam thinks it's comb playing tricks on him or them to kind of like scare them away to to move so they call the police to come and you know so they can write a report and the cop let the cop lets him know that you know things just go bump in the night and then he starts talking about the forest belonging to the hollow and i was like well that means we gotta leave um <laughs> but the the cop also mentions how um, a girl went missing in the woods and never uh, came back. And this happens to be uh, Colm's daughter. So, there. <laughs> and then, of course, so um, Adam thinks that, you know, they're just trying to, you know, scare him away with these stories. And But he kind of goes outside to kind of just take some pictures, you know, for evidence, for his own sake. And then he hears some noise in the bushes, uh, next to him while he's taking the photos so he gets a little closer and he snaps uh the flash and then he could see this little creature did you jump a little bit 
No. Not really. Oh, no. I kind of, I kind of, my, my shoulders went up like, just a little bit. I'm like, Ooh, what is that? But anyway, <laughs> so of course the dog Iggy starts whimpering and you know, dogs know everything. They, <laughs> they, they, they know when something's not right. And you know, he also begins to, to growl, uh, to growl. I can't talk. I'm so sorry. It's all good. Doing great. <laughs> Not cry and growl put together. It's just growl. Hey, some days that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that That's me until after four o'clock. Um, anyway, <laughs> or whenever I get off work. Um, and then Adam hears a baby crying in the distance and he goes to check it out. Um, and then he kind of ends up in like a garage or another little storage uh, shed. And then again, he sees more stuff from the other owners and but there's no baby so anyway so the next day adam goes into town to get supplies to fix a broken window and i don't know if you noticed the creepy kids music playing in the background (laughs) but i'm really glad he's like switched it to like punk punk rock music so much better and so much better for the baby um (laughs) so while he's gone um back at the house claire is cleaning up the room you know of all the the glass and everything from the night before and she sees that the weird fungus and the blood and she just kind of like it's on the baby sheets and she just kind of like (laughs) picks it up and then just you know takes it down like she doesn't really think anything of it and then we go back to Adam being in town and, you know, as he's driving in, the townspeople are kind of giving him dirty looks and, you know, they're just not happy that he's there. And the shopkeep um, in the store says to him, you know, if you trespass upon them, they will trespass upon you and just kind of alluding to the fact that he, you know, keeps going into this forest when he shouldn't be. Um, and then, you know, he also mentions that, you know, Claire shouldn't, shouldn't have removed uh the iron off the windows because it keeps them out no shit well <laughs> but of course adam's just like oh, whatever i'm gonna fix the window <laughs> no shit so um so claire where we go back to claire at the house and um comb startles her in the kitchen and you know he just remind he's reminding her like you know you guys aren't listening and then he places this black book that's kind of covered in black vines looks all creepy and he puts it on the counter like basically like you need to read this you need to look at it and then um adam is coming back driving home from getting the supplies to fix the window and the baby's toy falls on the floor so he's trying to grab it while he's driving on a windy road as you do and then almost hits comb great now he's he likes you even more um (laughs) and then as he's you know reaching further into the forest on the way um to his home the car starts to kind of go haywire and then it shuts down and then he gets stuck so he tries to get out and just kind of take a look and see what's going on and then all of a sudden he gets pushed in the trunk and it shuts behind him um as he's trying to escape he hears something trying to break in the car to kind of go after finn and of course he he tries to break through the back seat i don't know how he broke through that little hole but But he did also bro (laughs) fold the seat down right (laughs) like you don't have to shove through all the fucking upholstery like fold the seat down that baby would have been gone i think the timing of him trying to break through that upholstery to get to the baby i think the baby would have been dead by then right like (laughs) to be honest i was gonna be dead before he got through the upholstery but i mean i i guess he was i don't know 
by magic, he was able to get through. <laughs> so, um, so he's able to get through and kind of grab Finn. And then as he gets out the car, he sees there's this huge scratch mark. So he just makes a run for, he leaves the car and he makes a run for it to the house with Finn. So he makes it there and he tells Claire that, you know, we, we got to call the police and just, you need to take Finn upstairs and, you know, go protect yourself. So he grabs a shotgun and <laughs> I love Claire because she's like, you know how to use that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great because I, 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 that's like the same question when like somebody tells me they're going to kill the spider mm-hmm. and I'm like, do you have the right shoe? Yep. Like, cause if you miss, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to kill you. Right. And, and also, <laughs> do you have bird shot, buck shot or a slug in there? Because yeah, when you that said makes that, I was a difference like, too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think he was just like throwing whatever. Birdshot's probably not gonna do damage. I mean, I mean, it'll be irritating, mm-hmm. but it's not gonna not gonna stop somebody. But he also thinks he's just dealing with a person, not some mythical creature. But again, I say, birdshot not gonna help you. <laughs> See, it's just me. I'm it, at Buckshot that point. Okay? It's called get the fuck out, right? <laughs> like. I- pack your shit and go (laughs) like i don't need any more signs to tell me that i don't need to be here (laughs) but so he's getting this shotgun ready and then he heads upstairs to kind of be with claire and finn to help protect that protect them and all of a sudden the power goes out and then something comes to the window and he kind of hears little footsteps climbing everywhere so adam goes downstairs to see what's going on and of course he thinks it's calm you know, kind of avenging what happened to his daughter. And, you know, then, you know, Adam gets really angry, starts throwing things everywhere, and he finds the book that Colm left, and, you know, he's still kind of thinking, like, the whole idea is just stupid. So, um, they, so, Claire and Adam, they, they go into the woods to try to find Iggy, and, you know, he went after all the creatures, and, um, they find him and one of his eyes are red. So meaning he got attacked. And then Ivy, uh, Ivy Iggy, not Ivy, sorry. <laughs> Iggy goes back to protect them because he hears all the creatures. So he goes in and then of course he, he gets killed. You hear a little noise. Just letting you know, dog, yeah, dog gets hurt. I was not amused. <laughs> Well, but they, they find the dog later. Yes. Well, I'll get that. <laughs> the, the dog, you hear noises and you're led to believe that the dog, he died. Yeah. But it's the, Which the, I did not. The like. sound is not fun. No. <laughs> the sound that they make. No. Um, so Adam and Claire make a run for it with Finn and they, uh, they run back to the car to try to get it to start. So Claire, as you know, Adam's like working on the car, Claire can see one of the evil fairies coming towards the car you know, as they're, you know, trying to get it started. So finally, Adam gets it to start. And as the car lights turn on, they could see all the fairies like surrounding them. And they look creepy. They're really, really creepy. <laughs> so of course, they get in the car and they like trying to get away. And then they end up crashing it. Good job. Because, you know, when you're in a horror movie and you're trying to get away from the evil person, you're you never pay attention how you're driving and you just crash. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, but then, um, so they, they get back to the house and they're, you know, trying to find some shelter, but the fairies are trying to get inside and, you know, they kind of have them trapped. So as Adam peeks outside, one of the fairy gets them right in the eye, like, book. 
<laughs> so, so it's kind of infecting him a little bit, just like it, um, the fairies did with Iggy. And this is the part where I itched for the rest of the movie. <laughs> like his eye was getting all gross. <laughs> he started, you could see this like slow progression of him changing. But anyway, so, but Adam also discovers that the light really hurts them. So, he tells Claire that he's going to try to get um, the generator started. And so he said, I'm going to send you to the attic and I'm going to go try to make a run for it to get this, you know, started. But he, you know, gives Claire the gun and just says, okay, go up there. And if they try to come after you, like, just shoot them. <laughs> so, um, but as he's doing it, you know, the fairies are, you know, really getting in the attic and getting really, really close. And um, finally he gets it to work and the it burns the fairies and they kind of run away so but as adam touches the generator it burns his hand and that's when he realizes that he's infected and turning into one of them and i had to look it up too because i know um i, I didn't know iron, anything about the light but i didn't know about the iron burns fairies yeah i didn't know about iron burns fairies so yeah so because i had to look that up and i was like okay it makes sense now <laughs> I read a lot of young adult like weird fantasy novels when i was a kid yeah and i was like i should have remembered that <laughs> iron burns fairies but um so then adam and claire start to block all the windows again with the iron that claire took off oh, no, <laughs> and um you know, then she, you know, goes to check on Finn and somehow one of the fairies, you know, gets in to, and, and takes him. So Adam goes to the, you know, tr tries to go to the attic to kind of rescue him and he gets attacked and then knocked down from the attic, hitting his head. But then he can also see that he's starting to change even more. So, you know, uh, Claire tries to revive him, but she's just like, okay, I'm going to leave him and... I, I need to go after my baby. So Claire sees Finn being carried into the pond and she jumps in and, you know, rescues him from the, one of the fairies. Claire comes back with Finn from rescuing, um, <clears throat> rescuing him from the pond. And, um, Adam notices it's, it's not him. And Claire can kind of see like, you know, the infection, like, you know starting to take over him so she doesn't trust him so she runs for the neighbors and of course Colm is like uh no get out of here <laughs> you can't come over here um you'll just have to like you know f figure it you know figure it out on your own i don't want anything to do with you guys so deuces yeah <laughs> so adam's changing even more now and he's like lunging towards her and you know instead um you know, Claire just, you know, she's running in the woods trying to hide from him. And Adam actually runs into the lair where all the fairies are. And he finds uh, Cora, who is Colm's um, daughter. And she, he can see that she's already kind of turned and he's trying to get the real Finn from her. So Claire doesn't have the real Finn. Um, the fairies do. So the, changeling. <laughs> so the fairies uh, try to approach claire they find her in the woods and she's just using the camera flash to kind of keep him away but the you know the battery is obviously running out so here enters adam and 
he comes in and he saves the real Finn. Um, and then he's trying, as he's trying to protect Claire, um, and the real fan from the other fairies, he chops Cora's head off by Cora. Um, <laughs> she's dead now. <laughs> and then one of the fairies stabs Adam. And so um, Claire grabs the real fin and just makes a run for it. And then all of a sudden the sun comes over the forest and all the fairies run away. But some don't make it. And um, the fake fin who is lying there and turns into the fungus and kind of dies and then adam also dies too when the sun hits him and then claire you know makes it back to the house with finn and hopefully they're safe we don't know gtfo but in the in the rolling credits of the movie you see them chopping down the forest Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i guess like i was like well i mean i guess it's the end who knows but that's it Mm -hmm. enjoy also um (laughs) You know, I don't have a child, so I can't presume to know what parents think. And I don't really have a maternal instinct that just kind of like <laughs> skipped me and my family and went to someone else. Went to my brother. My brother's got a million children. Um, but how could you not recognize your child? <laughs> that baby dear, uh, like looked dead. It looked, yeah. <laughs> looked like a doll. It did. So, how could you not recognize your child? Yeah. I don't know. That piece was a little not But, plausible. I mean, he was also kind of going a little cuckoo. So, I mean, I, I, I guess I would feel a little bit like her, too. Yeah, but, okay. Jared's a smart guy. <laughs> so, if Jared's looking at something and telling me, I don't know, something's off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a second look. That's before, true. Before I just go, nah, you're full of shit. Because um, sometimes he is, but 99.9% <laughs> of the time. He's right. Jared's right. So if Jared were to tell me like, hey, th- something's up. This is this does not look right. I'd be like, okay. Let's check it out. Let's figure this out. <laughs> not, no, no, this is, he's fine. He's, this is the baby. Give me my baby. You're this crazy. This is my baby that I grew for nine months and birthed. <laughs> like, I know what my baby looks like and what he sounds like. Like, right? It's like, <laughs> you, that, that piece was a little annoying. Like, girl, girl. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, let's we'll talk go. a little bit about the production. Yes. Um, so, the film was originally written to segue from a quote-unquote relationship drama into more of a dark fairy tale. Okay. Um, and the pacing kind of matched it, because let's be real, the, the movie started slow. Yeah, it does. It started real slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hardy wanted to touch upon a few different subgenres of horror including body horror and creature features which you can totally tell because like even right now i'm fucking itching from thinking about the guy turning into a fairy with all this like shit poking out of him and stuff it was kind of gross um so inspirations were based on hardy's love of fairy tales um and horror films like evil dead alien and the thing you could totally see Mm -hmm. the comparisons between the two um and this was originally pitched as straw dogs meets pan's labyrinth okay okay i can see it yeah i definitely could see that for sure and um hardy was actually such a fan of molly that he wrote the lead role for him oh (laughs) yeah I mean, he did have a really good role. Yeah, he did. 
Um, so it was filmed in Ireland over the course of six weeks. Um, and Hardy wanted to keep the filming as real as possible. So they shot on location in forests around lakes, um, including one scene where Hardy actually wore a wetsuit to shoot from inside the lake. Oh, okay. Um, to kind of continue on with that theme of realism, he focused on giving the narrative more of a scientific base rather than a magic fable. So that's where we get the... Um, the botany mm-hmm. angle of it of yes he's a he's a botanist and he studies different types of fungi and blah 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 which i thought was interesting yeah i like that yeah um and it was actually filmed beautifully i thought me too yeah. um and martin van brokenhusen I don't think I said that right, but Close I apologize. Enough. We're just going to call him Martin. Um, <laughs> was, he, was, he was the cinematographer, and he hadn't worked with Hardy, with Hardy before, but uh, they were aware of each other. So they were so impressed with each other's ability to clearly express vision that they immediately jumped on to work on this together. Awesome. Um, so m- most of it was shot, obviously, with a digital camera. Um, they wanted to shoot on film, but they had some budget limitations, so they had to do digital. Um, and then all the creatures were done by British special effects artist John Nolan. Oh, they yeah. looked really cool. They were awesome. Um, and the effects were mostly practical, as practical as a, you know fairy horror movie can be right um so the creatures were a mix of practical effects and cgi um although being a fan of old school effects hardy did indeed use modern technology to kind of augment the look of the creatures Mm -hmm. as opposed to just putting like you're all gonna work on green screen and then here i'm gonna throw something on top of it and you're gonna have no fucking clue what this looks like until it's done (laughs) um so they were a little worried that, you know, full CGI monsters wouldn't be super scary. So that's why you see a lot of things like just limbs or just faces or that kind of stuff, because it's this whole uh, concept of the unknown is way scarier. Yeah. Which there's some truth to that. Um, and then the baby from the film is actually a mix of animatronics and twins that were digitally shot in front of a blue screen oh yeah um and the effects were inspired in part by the 2001 version of planet of the apes oh okay yeah that's cool i thought it was interesting well um some interesting well there's just i pinpointed on like kind of like one nice little fun fact about it so um the the movie was uh, based on a real life the book of invasions and it's an ancient um, Irish tomb that's uh, is said to detail the history of the Isle up to the Middle Ages and it includes accounts of many mythical creatures and is actually kind of like where the the film's director kind of you know picked up the name the Hollow which means holy place um, and so. It's kind of far from the cute little fairies, you know, in the garden and everything. Um, But the fairies of the um, Irish folklore will not die. And, you know, if you say that I don't believe in fairies. In fact, they're portrayed um, as mean-spirited, evil, and pretty much scary. (laughs) Which, and I know we kind of mentioned just a little bit uh, of the folklore in our previous episode. Uh, talking about some Irish monsters. Um, but the 
the um, Hollows creatures, like the ones that they kind of put in the movie, they closely re- resemble the slog. And this is, the slog is said to be feared more than death itself. And they were alleged to be like an otherworldly race for the immortal immortal souls of the living. Yeah, some creepy stuff. <laughs> so um, the, the slog doesn't play favorites. They take souls um, of all that cross their path. Although some say that they have a particular taste for the living spirits of those who have found true love. Um, the ancients used to think that um, they they were fairy like or fey like gone terribly wrong warped and twisted without fear reason or mercy and then when the light came to Ireland they became the souls of lost sinners seeking to drag the unfaithful down to hell with them I like it yeah so I thought that was really cool to share <laughs> I'm like if we ever get to that episode again where we can talk about more Irish monsters we can get a little bit further into the the slog I like it. But, yeah. <laughs> well, r- something interesting about this movie. So, I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now just to have the most up-to-date rating. Um, it got a 70 on Rotten Tomatoes on the tomato meter. Oh. But the audience score is only 43. Really? Yeah. I wonder why. That's... I'm somewhere in between the two. Hmm. Like... I, I, I mean, I could say 65%. Yeah. For me? Yeah, I'm like in the 60 range. Yeah. Here's the thing for me. Um, The movie poster looked way scarier. It did. Um, I thought there was going to be some more stuff happening. Yeah. (laughs) And it was a very creative idea for a film. I haven't seen a film like this before that was, you know, kind of rooted in science, but ended up being a dark fairy tale. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that it incorporated different portions of irish mythology and mythical characters i thought that that was very cool between not only the fairies but also um the changeling concept i thought that was very creative um but i don't know i wanted a little more from it yeah um yeah i wanted it to be a little scarier yeah that's my thing is it wasn't super scary i mean it was categorized as a horror film i was more itchy than anything (laughs) I just like, I'm even like when right the now, stuff started growing on his face. Yeah, like right now when I'm thinking about it, when he's growing all this stuff, like it makes me itchy. I'm very itchy right now. Yeah. But yeah. But I still say it's a good watch. It's definitely worth a watch. Um, I was entertained. Yeah. I didn't hate it. Wasn't the best film I've seen. Definitely, definitely not the worst. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm good at like three screens. I give it a three. That's yeah. fair. Three screams. Like, I'm between. Oh like, my god, we agree. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, I'm the nice one. <laughs> yeah. I give it a three. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Well, check it out, everybody. Yeah. Check out the Hollow. It came out in. I guess it's the Hallow. The Hallow. The Hallow. <laughs> For H A L L O W. Hallow. Um. So yeah, it came out in 2015. Um it's it's worth a watch it's entertaining yeah and um i watched it on amazon amazon prime yes so you'll be able to rent it there i'm i'm not sure if it was on prime i don't think that it was It was not on prime okay i think i paid four bucks to rent yes it. i did as well pardon, pardon my <laughs> yawn i'm so sorry the the tea's starting to wear off oh my gosh it's been a long day well that's it for this episode everybody we hope you enjoyed it 
go watch The Hollow, Amazon Prime rental or not prime i'm sorry amazon for rent (laughs) let me correct myself (laughs) um if you haven't already please like us on facebook and follow us on instagram um the handle is uh the squaggles and also please check out our website uh the squaggles.com we have merch please buy our merch that way we can give you more episodes every week (laughs) instead of one right now yes and also be sure to click the link on our website that will lead you directly to our brand ambassadors page uh kitty effect shop and it will also automatically include our code which is squad ghouls and that will give you 15 percent off when you check out absolutely yeah and make sure you um Give us, you rate and review us, please, wherever you listen to our podcast. And subscribe. Yes, and subscribe. And stuff. Yeah, all of that. Did I get it? You did. Yay! I'm sorry, I was distracted. I got a <laughs> bullshit text from my brother. <laughs> no, I'm not editing this out. Because <laughs> it's bullshit. Yes, no, leave it. <laughs> oh, creep it real. And we'll scare you later. Goodbye. Bye.